0: This week, air masses.
1: What are they? And how do they shape our weather? In the UK, we can be affected by a number of different air masses, about six main air masses, actually. April's here with its promise of showers. But do the meteorological facts support
0: its lively reputation?
2: It can be absolutely pouring down in one area and completely dry a short distance away.
0: And new figures just in, March was a record breaker. What was exceptional was the rainfall,
3: so Northern Ireland had its wettest March on record.
0: It's Wednesday, the 3rd of April, and you're listening to WeatherSnap from the Met Office. Hello, I'm Claire Nazir and you're listening to WeatherSnap, an insider's guide to the week's weather brought to you direct from Met Office HQ. Well, April's here, the clocks have gone forward and a warm end to March means outside nature is in full swing. But although March offered a tantalising hint of summer, the latest weather stats show it to have been a rather changeable month. Dr Mark McCarthy explains.
3: March is a transition season, so we're moving from winter into spring. Um, And so it's actually quite an interesting month for extremes because we can have exceptional cold blasts like the beast from the east in 2018 or also the very cold weather in 2013. But on the flip side, we can also get incursions of very warm air from the south as the continent is starting to warm up. So we can also see some much higher temperatures.
0: So was March 2019 exceptional? Let's start with temperatures.
3: So March this year was 1.3 Celsius above average. So it was warmer than average, quite notably so. It just sneaks into the top 10 of warmest marches in our national records back to 1910. So notable but not exceptional for that. But what was exceptional was the rainfall. So Northern Ireland had its wettest march on record. And Northwest England and north Wales had their second wettest march on record. Um, so quite a notable month for rainfall.
0: Halfway through the month, a complete change.
3: The first half of March uh, was very unsettled. We were receiving this succession of storms from the Atlantic coming across the country. So we had Storm Freya uh, in early March and then um, Storm Gareth in mid-March, so bring high winds and lots of rainfall. The second half of the month are much more settled conditions uh, and we saw lots of dry weather across lots of the country and a lot more sunshine as well.
0: So where was the sunniest?
3: The sunniest place for the month overall was actually Wittering near Peterborough. Uh, so that had uh, so about 37% more sunshine than they would normally expect in March.
0: And finally, the month's highs and lows.
3: We got to 19.8 Celsius at Kew Gardens on the 30th, so right towards the end of the month. So not quite as high temperatures as we'd seen in February, but still very notable. And that's about uh, eight degrees above... What we'd expect for the time of year Um, but because of the clear skies we were actually getting some cold nights as well so although we were eight degrees above average during the day the nights were in some places one or maybe two degrees below average at the same time so we were getting some frosts as well Um, but actually the lowest temperature we saw in march was at aboyne in aberdeenshire which got to minus 6.9 on the fifth so sort of fairly early on in the month
0: Thank you, Mark. For more information about past weather, check out our Met Office website. Well we are into April, and in the UK at least, April has something of a poor reputation when it comes to wet and showery weather. But is that reputation justified? Here's Alex Deacon.
2: The month of April has long been associated with showers. Unlike some weather sayings, There is some weight behind this one and for a number of good meteorological reasons. The first is the position of the jet stream. At this time of year the jet stream often moves northwards to a similar latitude to the UK. That puts us right in the firing line for Atlantic depressions which often result in rain, showers and strong winds. But we don't need large Atlantic weather systems to generate showers they can form locally through a process known as convection. This is where sunlight hits the ground, warming the air, and this warm air then slowly rises, cooling as it does so, leading to condensation and the formation of clouds, and once the cloud is saturated then the inevitable happens. The whole process of convection leading to showers is especially common during spring as that is when the sun is getting higher in the sky and starts to lift the temperature of the air at the surface more quickly. The higher elevation of the sun can also give rise to warm periods, but April is still a transitional period and all it takes is a subtle change in wind direction to turn warm weather into showers, often wintry in nature. Showers are sporadic bursts of rain from individual clouds, so that means it can be absolutely pouring down in one area and completely dry a short distance away. The Jekyll and Hyde nature of April can lead to surprising changes in weather. In 2015 it was dry with very few showers and it ended up being the sunniest April on record. However, right at the end of the month fresh piles of snow lay across the Scottish Highlands. Of course, showers themselves come in many different flavours. Rain, hail, sleet and, as we've seen this week, heavy snow. In fact, snow is more likely to fall in April than November. But in an interesting climatological quirk, it is more likely to be lying on the ground in November compared to April. Be it from the showers generating rainbows or the flowers bursting into life from an early warm spell, April always turns out to be a colourful month.
0: A key driver of UK weather is the movement of air masses, which shapes the transition between warm and cold spells. The study of air masses is a key tool in understanding short-term trends in our weather,
1: as Helen Roberts, operational meteorologist, explains. Looking at air masses gives us a really good indication of the type of weather that we can expect. It's a body of air that's been sitting over the same sort of location for a long time and picked up the characteristics of that location. So, for example, if you have an air mass that's been sitting over the Saharan Desert, it's going to be hot and it's going to be dry. In the UK, we have a large body of water to the west of us Atlantic Ocean. We have a big continent to the east of us, the Eurasian continent, and so we can be affected by a number of different air masses, about six main air masses actually. If for example it's coming from the Atlantic, it's going to have a lot of moisture in it. Generally speaking if it's continental it's going to be dry. And then we also have the north-south differential. So if the air mass is coming from the north it will tend to be cold and if it's coming from the south and the tropics it will tend to be warm. Wind direction is really important. Most of the time our weather comes in from the Atlantic. One way of measuring air mass is by looking at the temperature of the air mass and also what we call the dew point and that's the temperature at which dew would form. The beauty of the UK weather is that the air masses chop and change, we can get a number of them over the space of just a few days, but if we do get a persistent air mass, so lasting for a long time, that's when we tend to get the extremes. So for example, in the summer months, if we have a continental airflow, that's when we're likely to get our extreme maximum temperatures. On the flip side, during the winter months, if we have a dominant maritime influence, that can bring very stormy conditions.
0: More details on air masses and how they affect the UK on our Learn About Weather Met Office YouTube channel. Another shift in air masses will lead to another change in the weather across the UK. Ada McGiven will tell us more with his 10-day trend.
4: Well, April so far has lived up to its name with frequent lively April showers this week. Hail, thunder, hill snow mixed in with some of the livelier downpours. Now, over the next few days, the weather will slowly but surely settle down. We're expecting high pressure to build to the north of the UK and that will tend to ease those showers. However, with an area of high pressure to the north of the UK, we are expecting the winds to come in from the east. And that's known as a polar continental air mass. The wind's coming in from a chilly continent. But we are now in April, so it's not a beast from the east situation. It's just going to feel quite chilly through next week along that North Sea coast. Temperatures around six, seven, eight degrees or so. And there'll be some showers, and these showers could even fall as sleet or snow over the tops of the mountains in northern and eastern Britain. Further west, that's where the best weather will be. Brighter skies and some sunshine, a lot of dry weather as well. Always the chance that for Southwest England we'll have some showers or longer spells of rain moving up because low pressure will be close to the Bay of Biscay. But for many next week, the weather will be a little quieter than we've seen this week.
0: That was Ada McGiven, and now here's Sarah Kent with last week's highs and lows. The highest daily temperature was on Saturday with a temperature of 19.8 Celsius at Kew Gardens in London. And this was actually the highest recorded temperature in March in the UK this year. The lowest minima was in Tullock Bridge up in the Highlands with a low of exactly minus six Celsius during the early hours of Sunday morning. The sunniest place was in East Morling in Kent on Friday with 12.6 hours of sunshine. And finally, the highest rainfall was recorded on Tuesday, with Rasalak in the Highlands being the wettest place, having a total of 20 millimetres of rain. That's it for WeatherSnap. I'm Claire Nazir and producer is Adrian Holloway. Do join us again next time where we take a scientific peek behind the week's weather headlines. WeatherSnap is a podcast by the UK Met Office.